Hallelujah. How are you all doing tonight? Everybody good? Yeah. Amen. So um, I actually had, um, prayer is one of those things in my life that when, you know, God puts amazing gifts inside of each and every one of us. He's placed value in each and every one of us. And um, prayer was one of those things when I first became a Christian that uh, it, it was just, I, it was a gift in my life and I fell in love with prayer, fell in love with God and fell in love with prayer. And you know, it's like some people fall in love with the word and some people fall in love with hospitality and some people fall in love with, you know, and on and on and on we go. And I just absolutely fell in love with prayer. And so many of my early years, for those that you really don't know my testimony, um, as a mom with small children, um, you know, spent time every day and, you know, was a good Christian and fell in love with God, but, you know, knew that I was told that if, if I gave time to God every day, um, we had a lot of needs back, back then, it was going to make a huge difference in our lives. So somehow, some way, through the grace of God, with three children, three small children, I was able to maintain what I would have called an absolutely amazing um, time with God every single day. And um, it wasn't, you know, too long after that that God started to, you know, in this beautiful time of fellowship and friendship, that God started asking me to share with other people uh, what was happening personally and privately behind closed doors. Um, and so that sort of turned into times of corporate prayer, small groups of prayer and things like that. And I actually just received a word recently and, and pastor has been bugging me. I shouldn't maybe use that word. He's been on me. Um, and, and, and sometimes even, you know, in, in VSR over the last couple of years is take this topic of prayer that I'm so absolutely, I, I believe in it, um, I do it, I believe in the power of it, I believe in what it does in your relationship with God, I believe in what it does in the strength of your life, I believe in what it does for your future, um, and, and somehow, you know, putting to words something that, you know, A, B, C, I don't know, how do you just do it? Um, you know, and so, but I had a word so you can all pray for me because um, when Blake was just here, he said that um, there's a book that's coming and that what, that it would make absolute sense to me to be able to do it. So it hasn't made sense up until now, um, but let's just pray that it all comes out to, in, in making sense tonight. Can we all agree with that? Okay, so let's just, let's just start with prayer. Um, Lord, we just bless you tonight. We honor you. We just glorify your name. Oh, everybody just take a deep breath. I need to. And we just say, Lord, how much we love you and how much we need you. And we just thank you that your presence is just rolling in right now. Just waves and clouds of glory. <laughs> just settling in. And doing, Lord, what we are talking about, God, winning in life through partnering and friendship and fellowship with you. Winning in life because of an inside advantage, because of an edge yes. that we receive. And so, Lord, I just thank you for clarity tonight. I invite you, I ask you to speak through me. Ask, Lord, that you would just cause these words, Lord, to just make absolute sense. We just declare that this is holy ground, that you are here, and we declare, God, this victory tonight in the name of Jesus all around. God, we ask, we know that you draw us. 
Lord, the, the scripture tells us that you are calling, that your heart is calling. You're always calling, and you're always drawing. And we feel, Lord, at times that drawing, and we, we feel, Lord, at times that calling, and there's times that we don't feel it. But, Lord, we are in such a season where you're speaking to us, God, about intimacy with you, about friendship and fellowship and relationship with you. And so we need, Lord, thank you for the tools. Thank you for Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for your love for Father. Thank you, Father, that you never leave us, that you never forsake us. You've given us the best, the best of the best of the best in teachers. And we give you praise and honor. Help, Lord, what so many have struggled with in the past become easy as one, two, three. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with his word. And I bless you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, when we talk about prayer, I think a lot of times uh, the desire, maybe just like my testimony, the desire in our heart where prayer is concerned is because there are, you know, in reality, there are things in our lives that we need. And so we're learning how to pray out the scriptures. We're learning how to draw near to God because we need something from God. And that is a portion of it. You know, when you use um, the Old Testament tabernacle that we, you know, uh, Moses, you know, um, he depicts very, very clearly the outer court and the inner court and the Holy of Holies. We see uh, a drawing and we see stages in, in our levels of intimacy and levels of relationship with God. So for instance, in the outer court, um, we find a gate, you know, and when we come to the gate, what we're doing when we come to prayer, let me back up a minute. So there's, there's two things that we wanna really get tonight is there's the one aspect of prayer when we get into the holy place or the inner court, and that is a, a revelation of the word of God. But, but there's more, and that's not what it's all about. In the Holy of Holies, what we want to do is we want to get to that place of intimacy and fellowship with God. So prayer is about relationship. Prayer is about fellowship. Prayer is about intimacy. Prayer is about worship. You know, something really in interesting when it comes to the tabernacle, what would happen in the, in the holy place or the inner court is that the altar of incense was there and then the, beyond that is the veil. So when the veil was, was open, what would go in first was the incense. Worship would go into the holy of holies before the priest entered the Holy of Holies. How interesting is it when we think about prayer, you know, worship in the sense of in there and worship in the sense of our intimacy and our relationship with God when, when God's been doing so much talking to us about this issue of revival and how worship is what will break forth. Just like Elijah, when he struck the water, it's our worship that literally is a striking that releases that worship that goes into that intimate place with God. Yes. We win in life. We win in life through intimacy with God's word and a revelation of his word. And we win in life through, through that, that relationship. Amen? Amen? So when, when we look at... Um, 
prayer, and, and let me just start here, okay? So in Psalm 63, and we see that in a, in a lot of scriptures, um, Psalm 42 also, let's, let's go there. But Psalm 63, I'll start there. It says, um, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name. We bless your name, God. It says, you are my God, and early will I seek you. It says, my soul thirsts for you, and my flesh longs for you. I have searched and found you in the sanctuary your, to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise you. Thus, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul is satisfied as with marrow and fatness. So there is a sense of as we praise God, as we hunger after him, as we seek him, there is a satisfaction, there is a sense of fulfillment. That's what the scripture is talking about. My soul will be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. That's talking about a sense of satisfaction that we find in God, a sense of satisfaction. And, and the truth of the matter is when we look at that pattern of the Old Testament tabernacle, in the outer court is that time of waiting where there is the altar of sacrifice and the laver. And that, that is the representation. This is not where I was going. I really don't know why this is coming out. But a lot of times I think what happens is there is always, you know, when, when it comes to prayer, there is always um, that sacrifice. In that time of waiting, if we don't determine in our hearts that we're going to persevere in prayer, that we don't, per, you know, we're not going to persevere with God, then what happens to us is that we, we get frustrated, we get up, we get bored, and we leave. And there is that waiting, you know, when you wait on God and you might be, you know, you go in there and you're confessing your word. You know, when you go, you go to prayer and it's dry as a bone and you're like, is anything happening? It's dry as a bone. And you're like, I'm going to give this five more minutes, God. And if nothing happens, I'm out of here. There is that, there is that waiting on God. And sometimes, you know, you don't know. You, we, there, that's that, the representation of the altar of sacrifice in our New Testament lives is that idea that we come before God because we have a desire to know Him. We have a desire to know He, he and His Word are one, to know His Word. We have a desire as faith people to, to get his word in our life, but not like I was saying for the sake of getting the word of God and, and cramming the scriptures because his word and he are one. His word has life in it. So what we want to be able to do is we want to be able to make that progression from the outer court to the inner court to the holy of holies. And what's, what that is all about is it's all about intimacy. It's all about intimacy with the word of God. It's all about the word of God coming to life. It's all about intimacy with God and the reality of friendship and fellowship with God where he goes from being, you know, this God that's so far away and that we don't all understand and we don't know why we have to pray anyway. It goes to the place where it's almost like dead to the place where if we will wait and if we will persevere in that place and we will just stay there and yeah sometimes it means you know you're you're saying your scriptures and you're saying there and you're you know in your heart you're like desperate for god but you're just not going anywhere because you're hungry for god 
You're hungry to experience maybe this thing that so many people talk about. You're hungry to learn how to do it and you're desperately there and asking Holy Spirit to teach you. And then all of a sudden, it's like the wind of God begins to pick you up. And now you go from the place where God is becoming more real. We move from the outer court we move from that place where all of a sudden now, when we're declaring his word, it's not just black words on a white page, but there's life in those words. There, there's meaning to those words. There's purpose to those words. And we're now being led by the Lord. We're being led by God. And so, you know, we're not, we're not going to go too much into that. But there are those, if I could say that, there are those levels. So if you're here and, you know, you've been going to prayer and saying, you know, I'm going to prayer and I'm, it's so boring. I just, I keep on going and it's just so boring. I, I, you know, I just can't, it, it's just not for me. I love the word of God, but I just don't love prayer. I just don't get, I don't love, I don't get why you guys are all, you know, excited about it. And I'm just really here tonight to just tell you in that regard, you know, just stay and wait. Just stay and wait. And, and waiting isn't, you know, sitting there and, and not doing anything. Sometimes waiting is doing whatever you could possibly do to change the mood that you are in. Waiting is doing whatever you can possibly do because that altar is a representation of the flesh being laid down. That altar, so when, we're, when our flesh is active, our minds are buzzing, our minds are busy. And what's happening in that progression is we're moving from the place where there's so many thoughts rolling in our heads to the place where literally we're getting quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter to the place where when we actually enter into the holy of holies there's such literally it's a place of absolute stillness to the place where you know you you don't even want to move and if you're in a corporate setting it's like please nobody move because you're just following Holy Spirit and you're following his lead and, and, you're, and you don't know quite where he's going to take you but you know that he is good and that it is good but it's a quietness and it's, a, it's in all, all the while just allowing him to lead us. I don't know if that helps you in looking at that, you know, where we, we look at the altar and we realize, okay, it's frustrating. Wow, I get the picture of the Old Testament temple. And there was the altar of sacrifice. I get that. Wow. I come to the gate. I, 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 I knock. I have, to, I have to wait there. I wait till my heart is quickened by the Lord. Ah, oh, I'm not the only one that is waiting. I'm not the only one that's been frustrated. The, 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 the key is staying. The key is staying. And something happens to us when we make that progression and, and our hearts get lit on fire and we stay long enough is that God becomes a reality to us. You know, if you don't get into the place, to the inner court, that's where deliverance comes. You know where ramas happen between you and the Lord in that place. Do you know when we move to a lifestyle of the holy of holies, that's where... Peter's shadow, where, where you go, God goes. Where you go, when you spend time, in, and I spend time in the holy of holies, that's the glory, that's where the ark of the covenant, the glory of God 
is in the Holy of Holies. And when we spend time, when we learn how to get there, how to get there, and we spend time there, then our lives, it's him and us, and us and him, and his glory saturating us so much so to the place where, where we go now because glory means and time spent means we're going where he wants us to go. We're being led by him. And when we go, there are those on the paths that we will walk, that we will bump into. You know, Holy Ghost divine setups where maybe they didn't know how to ask, they didn't know how to seek, they didn't know how to knock, but God has heard their cry and so when you and I are walking and God is going where we're going, you know, sometimes I find, you know, as I've been thinking along this for a while, sometimes I find in modern day Christianity that we, we, we so much, you know, we've come out of that place where we've had these great ama and amazing figureheads. And, we, and we've looked so much at the generals of God. And we've gotten our eyes, and I believe in impartation, but we've gotten our eyes so much on the anointing or the mantle that's on their lives and we covet after those things and that's good it's we're to earnestly desire those things but what god wants us to covet and to desire after is him every anointing every bit of glory every bit of presence is all found every anointing that you've seen in a in an amazing man or woman of god that you maybe are aspiring to you maybe love john lake and you wish you were just like him or maybe it was amy simple mcpherson or katherine kuhlman you know and on and on we go with smith wiggleworth and all the great generals right that have gone before us and we look at them and we and we maybe silently do that we think if i could just be like and we and we work and we work and we press to get those anointings and we run from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting to have hands laid on us and and i'm not saying that stuff is not good but you know the bible talks to us about close the door go into your room and close the door it refers to a secret place it refers to secret things that happen between me and him alone. And it talks to us about not if we pray, but when we pray, when we pray. And so there is this, you know, what we're going to talk about tonight is a, a commitment and making a quality decision and, and what that looks like. And it reminded me about, you know, years ago, a vision that I continually saw was, I saw, you know, this mountain. It was the Lord speaking to me in a time of worship. And it's the mountain of worship and how God was speaking to me about bringing people up the mountain of worship to experience the Lord. And as I was thinking about it, I'm thinking, you know, Jesus, you are always moving and, and so there is something about this constancy. There's something about showing up every day. There's something about this idea that even though everything was finished and everything was completed, there's something about this reality that, yes, you know, there is a rest in God, but rest is active. 
Rest is active and it, and it looks like something. And so that's why we show up every day because you know what? Sometimes what can happen to us is you could, you know, you could have been fighting for maybe a week, uh, five days, seven days, maybe a month, I don't know. You, and, and maybe there was a time where you experienced a breakthrough and then, you know, the next day maybe it wasn't so much so and so you backed off of that. But there's something about prayer that we, you know, if we're not there every day, it's kind of like, falling back down the hill. And so there's a, a determination or a revelation, in, and not, not a bad thing, but just a, a revelation in our heart that says, you know, if we've done everything we can to kind of break through, you know, why, we don't, we don't want to have to necessarily go through all that it takes to break through, but we, we can get to the place where maybe, you know, maybe you, you've never experienced that, and maybe, you're, you know, tonight or tomorrow morning, you know, the scripture talks about when I wake up early, I don't know, but that just seems like a really good time. Some people are night owls, you know, and I think you have to pick your time. Just have to make sure that you're awake. That's really important, you know, so that in our time, we're there and we're present. And we learn in the process of things how to be still, what it looks like to be still, and what it looks like to feel, just to begin to feel the tugging of the Lord. And following then that prompting in those tugs, that gentle tug, and maybe all of a sudden, you know, there's a song on your heart. And you're like, you know, I, I, I remember first doing this and thinking in my, in my washroom, and I'd be up and dancing around thinking, oh my goodness, like I, I'd have this moment of total self-consciousness thinking, Lord, the things that you are having me do in this room are ridiculous, you know? But you'd find... You know, the smallest little thing that you do. And can I tell you, you become addicted because all of the progression, you know, all of the, the coming and the approaching, the, the waiting, the, 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 you know, humbling of our hearts and that, the altar sacrifice is that place where we become very aware maybe of the things that we've done and we become very aware with the labor of this revelation of the washing of the word. We become very, you know, as we move into the inner court, we become very aware with the lampstand that, you know, like the, re that there is revelation in God, that there's revelation of his word and you know become very aware as we're in that inner court of this idea of yielding you know all of these things are literally as we give ourselves over to prayer and give ourselves to the process of it give ourselves to holy spirit you know for those that have experienced amazing times in god can i just say this it's for everyone and there may be those who are called as intercessors you know, in that area, but, but, but prayer and intimacy with God and the Holy of Holies is for everyone. And what we need to be able to learn how to do, because you do get addicted. You, you do get to the place, you know, where, where you stayed and you've waited and, and you know, but you're just pushing and you're working and you're pushing and all of a sudden there's, there's some breakthrough and you can feel that there's some breakthrough. And, and as you keep, you keep on moving in God in that, the, he becomes so real. Can I say so much of our struggles, you know, we, we think, well, prayer is something and his word is something, but if God is not real to us, can I, that's a very real aspect of faith. So, much, so many times what we're doing is we're taking that word and we're confessing that word, but we're doing it apart from the reality of who he is. He is alive and his word is alive and his word is him. His word is his will and his word is, is how he thinks and how he feels. His word is a person. 
And so the more you persist in prayer and actually what I call them gushers in God, it's like you're moving and all of a sudden you don't expect it and whoo, it's like there he is. And it touches you, he touches you. His presence in the deepest part of your being where there are no words and sometimes tears will begin to flow and love, love, not what I need. That's the inner court, you know, outer court stuff. Not what I need, not what I want, but love, loving him, aware of him. That, in that moment, is what begins to pour out of intimacy. That is the spontaneous worship that breaks the wells of revival. I'm convinced the more I rack my brain around this to get wisdom on what I feel we're responsible to, I'm convinced that sometimes those little choir boys that were sitting in a little church were singing choruses over and over and over, and they're making this progression as they're praying, and they just won't leave and as they're singing, and they just won't leave, and they're following Holy Spirit. So they're not just singing any song, and they're not just saying any words, but they're saying God words, and they're singing God choruses, and, and God sounds, and as they do that revival, they begin to move more and more and more into the will of God, more and more into the plans of God. Something happens when we pray out of presence, when we pray out of presence, we move from the place where we're praying all of our, even our words. Our words change. Our countenance changes. You know, the enemy, the enemy can't stay in the presence of God. If we will persist in prayer and get into the inner court where his presence is, where we begin to experience his presence, where his presence is, no devil, no darkness can stay. And so there's so much life and there's so much purpose. It's not just prayer. It's not just what we do. It's, it's getting to know him. It's, it's a love affair. It's a relationship and it's for everyone. And is it difficult when you start? Yes! Do you have to pull yourself out of bed? Yes, until you get addicted. But, but you know when you stop, you gotta start all over again, feels like. Feels like you gotta start all over again. You gotta tell yourself, flesh, I'm gonna set the alarm, I'm gonna get myself out of bed, and oh, here I am, Lord. I sure hope something's gonna happen today, it's dry as a bone. Can I just tell you? It's, it's work in the outer court, right? It, it's a quality decision. It's a determination that you're going in. And, and you get to the place, can I just say, you will get to the place where you will build such a confidence that you know how to find God. I'm not talking about the God that lives in you because it's like, where's God? You know, we all know where he is. I'm talking about his manifest presence. I'm talking about his glory. You get to the place where you're, you, you develop such a, 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 such a knowing when, when, when you just feel like there's you know, bumps in the road. You just know, 
It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. I've been on this road before. I know how to get there. Just don't quit. Just don't quit. If I just don't quit, if I just don't give up, if I just keep on going, if I just keep on following my heart here, I will meet him. I will find him. He will reveal himself to me. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's so awesome when you, and I, I'll, maybe, you know, maybe we'll teach on that one time, but I, I love, you know, just asking Holy Spirit, you know, I, I've been on this Psalm 63, and, you know, finally today it, it dawned on me, right? You know, Lord, why do you keep having me read Psalm 63? And maybe I'm in a new place of seeking. I'm in a new place of seeking you. And so that's what the scripture is talking all about. My, my lips will praise you. I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands. My soul is satisfied as with marrow and fatness. God satisfies. He satisfies. God is addictive. I remember you on my bed and I meditate on you in the night watches. You know, when people talk about like, I know I've talked about you, Diana, and I, I, I haven't really maybe talked to too many people about that, but you know, like songs in your heart and leaping and jumping and joy, you know, all of a sudden you're just like, something is jumping on the inside of you. God is happy. I really don't know what is going on, but that's just that constant, I don't know where it's coming from, but there's a, like, you know, somebody's having a party on the inside of me right? It's Holy Ghost and my spirit and I'm out here and, you know, just doing life. But it's that constant constancy. It's that instant intimacy. It's that just showing up, just showing up, just showing up, just showing up, regardless of how you feel, just showing up. You know, when the Bible talks about, I think so much we try, don't we? At least I do to, to understand the scripture and understand, but we were never meant to understand the scripture without his presence on us. We're never meant to, to go to his word. When Holy Spirit is present, he will cause it all to make sense so that we can apply it in our lives. And so he leads us, right? He leads us to amazing places in his word. You know, Psalm 65 says, um, you have, I, I, I change my Bible around so that it's personal and X things out. And sometimes I think, you know, I don't want anybody to see my Bible. I'm like, no, I'm like, X it and make it personal. And I don't, you know, so that I'm not short, I'm shortcutting things. You have my praise, O God. And to you, my vow is performed. You have chosen us that we, sorry, my eyes are blessed. You have chosen us to, wait a minute, to dwell in your courts. We are satisfied with the goodness of your house. By your awesome deeds, you answer us. You still the noise and the tumult of peoples. You visit the earth and you water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full, for you have prepared it. You water it. You settle it. You shower it. You bless it to grow. You crown my year with your goodness, and my paths drip with your abundance. Lord, 
we have such a desire and a heart in us, God, to see your glory and to know, God, your ways. So when we talk about, um, you know, Invincible Me, a summer of personal transformation, uh, that word, you know, as the pastor is expressing that to all of us, that was a little freebie, okay? But that word transformation means a thorough or a dramatic change in appearance. How many of you are ready for that? Have you set yourself, you know, you set, you have to set yourself, right? It's not just happenstance, right? We might flow in the presence of God, but when it comes to life, if we don't set ourselves to things and we don't set ourselves on a daily basis to get things done, have you know, when you set yourself versus not setting yourself to get things done in a day, you get a lot more done when you set yourself. How many would say, yes, I have experienced that before? So... Um, to, to um, a summer of personal transformation. That word transformation means a thorough or a dramatic change in appearance. Hallelujah. Prayer, if, if you go, go there yourself, Psalm 91 talks about that place of prayer. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty whose power no foe can withstand. Come on. That's an amazing promise. No evil near you because you have relationship, because you're in the secret place. Because you're in the secret place, you're under the, on, under the wings of God, you're protected. Amen. That's a, that's a good promise. So our connection to God is, is a prayer and a faith connection. It's, it's intimacy, it's relationship, but it's faith. You know, I remember God, saying to God one time, you know, there's 30 some odd churches when, you, when he first called us to Fort Erie. And I'm like, Lord, why would you call us here? There's already so many churches. And he spoke to us, and, you know, to me at that time and said, you know, because of how you've been brought up in the ways of faith. And something about faith is, is faith causes us to win over circumstances. Faith causes us to have an unlimited perspective and for God to be able to do supernatural, extraordinary, exceeding abundantly above and beyond. Faith has nothing to do with human reasoning. And so God is looking for a people who will see a city, who will see neighborhoods, who will see regions and nations that, that don't look like they can be transformed, but through the word of God and the promise of God because of relationship and being strengthened and hearing what God is saying and what God desires. That's what prayer is, just saying what he says. Getting close enough to him and saying what he says saying what he says, okay? And so our connection to God is a prayer and faith connection. Every successful effort is backed by prayer. Come on, you want success in your life? It's, it's all through relationship with God. Because you know what the Bible says, many are the plans of the Lord, but the, are the plans of man, but the plans of God are the ones that will prevail or succeed. Man can have plans that maybe look good, sound good, feel good, but when they're not God's plans, they will end up and not be good. So when, when we talk about winning in life, when we talk about transformation, it's through, I, I, I want us to change that idea when we say the word of God. When we say the word, we realize it's God's presence on his word. It's not just open up your Bible. It's, it's God's presence on his word. It's Holy Spirit illuminating his word. It's not just black words that you just grab out of the book and expect, you know, 
things to change in your life. It works. Change comes through intimacy. It comes through friendship. It comes through relationship because he is the provider of all good things. All we're doing is lining up with what he wants to do. Does that make sense? So prayer precedes God's actions on the earth. How many of you know that? That God's given man dominion. And so Psalm 8 talks to, tells us that it says concerning the works, this is God speaking, concerning the works of my hands, God speaking, command you me. That's like, ooh, really God? Yeah, we're not pushing God around and telling him what to do. Remember, it's coming from the Holy of Holies where he's in us and we're in him. And so what we're doing as we're decreeing and we're declaring, we're just releasing in faith the will of God. And so now when he has someone in the earth who knows how to find that place, who knows how to hear his word, he wants us to shout it from the housetop. Why? Because there's power attached to the words that are coming out of God's heart and mind. And we need the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what those words are. Prayer brings results. Hallelujah. Prayer is time fellowshipping with God or developing friendship with him. Prayer is what makes us effective in life. It's what strengthens us. Prayer is what gives us the knowledge of God. Prayer builds a confidence in your heart and my heart. It makes me strong. When I go to, when I go to the word of God or I, I go to God or Holy Spirit's illuminating his word, or I go to the presence of God and I'm hearing some direction and, and you know what might have seemed impossible when someone else asked me to do it, but I go into the presence of God and say, okay, God, this is what they're asking me to do. What are you saying about it? What seemed impossible in the natural, all of a sudden God speaks and now I'm empowered. Now I'm impassioned. Now I'm emboldened. Now I have grace. Now I have strength. Now I have confidence. Too many times what's happening is Christians are, you know, we're just, we carry the book around, but we're doing it without life and we're trying to do Christianity dry. We're trying to do Christianity without empowerment. We're trying to do it without the presence of God. We were never meant to live this thing without God's presence on everything that we do. God's presence raising your children. God's presence in your marriage. God's presence in ministry. God's presence on your job. Everywhere we go, when we wake up every day, that's what Jesus did. And if Jesus needed to wake up every day and spend time with the Father then I think that we need to do the same. Amen? It's based, prayer is based on a solid, I'm passionate, I'm not angry. Uh, prayer is based, I, I am so thoroughly convinced uh, in God's word and God's ways. I, I can't help but be passionate about it. I, I believe in the word of God. I believe in the ways. I, I've gone through too many things to turn my back on him. He is good, 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 only good, always good. You just need to stick around long enough to find it out. You just need to stick around long enough to see, just like the, the scripture talks to us about Job, God's intended end for Job. What was it? It was double. You had to stick around long enough to see what God's desire was. Amen? So prayer is based on a solid foundation of the word of God. It is not a religious exercise of repetition or empty words. Amen? Prayer is hearing the voice of God and praying out his will where he is calling us and we are responding to his call. And when we respond, he draws closer. That's what the scripture tells us, that when we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. What are some of the results that we can expect when we pray, time that's spent in prayer. We're gonna be able to hear God's voice more clearly 
clearly. We're going to be able to hear God's voice more accurately. We're going to, the things that we're doing in our life are no longer going to be hit and miss, but they're going to be accurate. Amen. We're going to learn what it means to follow the leadings or the promptings, how to yield our life to God, how to turn it over. We're learning all of those things. Wow. Just by showing up every single day, just by showing up every single day, just a little bit every single day. And we're changing. You know, when, when I first gave my heart to the Lord, I had this intense anger, like eruptions of anger that would just come out of nowhere, that were not very nice. And, and you know, I, I, I didn't get a rhema for no more anger. I don't get eruptions of anger like that, that volcano on the inside of me. I, it doesn't happen to me anymore. I, I didn't, and I love rhema and I believe in it, but that's really essentially what it is. We're creating a safe place for you, creating a place where the presence of God is, where you can get maybe, maybe if, if you haven't experienced it through the, you know, that place of the inner court with the Lord, thank God we can still get what we need. Amen. Thank God we can still get what we need. So in the presence of God, hallelujah, time and prayer and in his presence, we said it, lies are removed. In the presence of God, we learn how to act and think like our father. When we live a life in the presence of God, a life of prayer where we're showing up continually, we begin to see fruit. We begin to see character developed. We begin to see fruit in our life. We begin to see change. Now, you know what? When we have generations of dysfunction, maybe, you know, generations of things, can I just say, sometimes it takes a while for everything to change. Sometimes, you know, that's why we have so much, you know, I'm like grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-great-great-great-God. I get it. I get it. You're looking for a line that's clean. You're looking for a line where there's no more torment, where there's no more of that propensity. There's no more torment. That's what you're doing, God. I get it. I get it. I get it. When, when, we, when we give our, 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 our lives to prayer, Hebrews chapter 4, 4, 16 says that we obtain mercy and we find grace to help, mercy and grace to help when we need it. What is the role of faith in prayer? Because we know that we need to be praying in faith because the opposite of, of faith is doubting. So we're not going to go before a holy God, the God of heaven and earth, doubting, are we? No, amen. Well, we might start there, but we're not going to leave there, hopefully, that way. Amen. Everything, Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, everything that we ask for in prayer will be ours if we only have faith. Wow. Wow. Faith that comes from Holy Spirit-inspired word, presence. Come on. We're going to do what Kenneth says, translate, meditate when we talk about the word. Amen. Faith is now. It pleases God. It makes prayer effective. And God responds to faith. Faith brings us to the place where we believe that not only can God, but that he will. And so then it brings us to the place where we expect results. We are expecting things to change. We're not hoping and a praying and a wishing, you know. No, we expect it. We expect it. Why? Because we know God. We know his nature. We know that he's faithful. We know that he's good. And we know that it's just a matter of time. And now we're not making ourselves say, it's just a matter of time. So all things working together for our good. I hope. <laughs> no, because we know his nature. We know his nature. And so those things bubble out of our heart, out of relationship with him. Amen. Does that make sense? 
Hallelujah. Faith gives substance. We've talked so much about hope, talked so much about meditation. Hope is that blueprint. It's that picture of the future that, that God gives us, those promises and, and what they look like in our future. Hope comes and it give, uh, faith comes and it, it gives, gives that hope substance. It makes it real in your life, in my life. In Mark 11, 23, 24, it says, all the things that you pray for, all the things that you pray for, believe faith is now. Believe that you have, past tense, receive them when? When you pray. When you pray. When you pray, you believe that you receive when you pray. So when you ask and you pray, you say, thank you, Lord. There was a spiritual exchange. From that moment on, you, you, you allow yourself, do yourself a favor. When you ask God for something, first find out if it's God's will. Okay, and then when, when he says, yeah, go ahead, ask for it, and you ask for it, Allow yourself to see that exchange in your mind's eye, in your imagination, and get it in the picture of your mind because that will change your vocabulary. It's not about just, oh, it's past tense. Faith is past tense. I remember as a new Christian, it would be like, faith has corresponding action. That's corresponding. I wonder what the corresponding action is. I wonder what it is. I wonder, come on, I, was, I didn't know. You know, who do we have to ask? Like, we didn't know. And, and, and then you realize later, right, is that Joshua tells us that the more we give ourselves to the word of God, eventually we'll know what to do. But at first it was like faith has action. I got to do something. What should I do? What makes most sense? I don't know. Because we were just so naive and so hungry to do everything that God wanted us to do. Isn't that good? So we, we, we believe that we receive when we pray. And the scripture says that we will have them. God's power, that God's power went to work the moment we, we released his will in faith. The moment we released his will, faith releases all of heaven's resources on our behalf. And faith leads us to the place of rest because we know that it, that it was finished and completed on the cross and God is a God that we can trust. Keys to prayer. Can I just go through this? I'm gonna go really fast, okay? What a key to prayer is, I don't know if you've ever heard Gloria Copeland say, but faith and patience are the power twins. One of the keys is patience. James chapter five says this, be patient brethren and establish your hearts. We count them, the scripture says, blessed, blessed, listen, those who endure, those who remain, those who stay steady. The scripture says, you have heard of the patience of Job and heard of the intended end by the Lord. Faith and patience, the Bible says, inherits the promise of God. The second thing, a key to prayer, is consistency. We show up every day. What's happening in our life over time is that we're developing a habit. We're de developing a lifestyle. We're developing something inside of us so that every single morning our eyes open up and we know it's time to pray. It's time to pray. Now, I'm not telling you that every single morning when you wake up, you're going to be like, but I, I can tell you, like, there have been, there are seasons. Sometimes it's not every single day, but it's just like, you can't wait. And it's, 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 it's just what we're giving our attention to. You can't wait. I, I remember just like, you know, there's certain times when you get the revelation of things that, so I always wondered that, you know, why do ministers do that? Why are you telling me, Gloria, about your story about the fridge? That happened so long ago. You know, I want to hear stuff that's happening today. But you know what? A lot of times what we tell is we tell the revelation when, when we got the revelation. We tell the story of when we got it, when we woke up to it. Because that's the one that sticks with us. That's the one that 
marks us. It's the one, you know, where we learn so much. Okay, so here I go. So for me, that was, that was what it was. It was like having three children and, and, and can't wait to get up and get out of bed and pray, you know, early, because kids wake up early, but earlier than early so that I could spend a couple of hours with God. How do you do that? You know, when you have, it's not natural. It's not natural. When, when you, you know, I remember a time where I, I stopped, you know, it was just like someone had spoken something about my prayer life and I, I really stumbled over it. And, and then I remember like backing up a little bit and the Lord said to me, you have no idea how supernatural your life is because it's become so natural to you. Wow. Having strength, having vision, having has just become natural and you've forgotten that because you don't live that way anymore. It's our responsibility then. It's not God's. We win in life through revelation. So when we, we, we cha change is our responsibility, not God's. Tonight, that change. I, I believe what God's doing is he's putting a hunger in our hearts tonight. Amen? He's putting our, a hunger in our hearts. Consistency brings rewards. Second Chronicles 16 says that the eyes of God run to and fro through the whole earth to show himself strong on that one who's perfect. That scripture also means faithful, consistent. The one who develops a habit. God's eyes are running through the whole earth to show himself strong on the one that just shows up every day. Not the one that's perfect in the sense that we do everything right, but we just keep showing up. Can I say, sometimes we think everybody shows up every day. It's not always true. I remember being at a Kenneth Copeland convention years ago and thinking, I'm standing in line believing God for front row seats, and I'm, I said to the Holy Spirit, this is silly believing for front row seats here, Lord. This is a faith convention. And the Lord said to me, you'd be surprised. Wow. And we got the front row. <laughs> Amen. Faith comes in his presence, right? It comes in his presence. It comes from hearing and hearing. Romans 10, 17, the word of God. I'm bringing it to a close. Our faith is built up. Jude 1, 20. But when we pray in the spirit, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit communicates to our spirit what the will of God is. And, and as we're doing that, as we're allowing Holy Spirit in and we're making that journey, we're yielding our life and we're letting him lead and we're learning all of those things, we want to be so careful that as those promptings come that we don't say no to him. When we say no to God, we harden our heart. And we have to repent. But when we say no, so we don't want to live by, oh, that makes so much, doesn't make any sense, God. I'm going to look like a fool, right? We, we don't want to do that. We don't want to say no. We want to say, ah, oh, what do I got to lose? Right? Give 20 bucks. What I got to lose is 20 bucks. You know, oh, go turn left instead of right. What do I got to lose? I'd rather learn to learn how to, to follow the promptings of Holy Spirit and then become clearer and clearer and clearer because I'm what? Maturing through practice. I'm maturing through practice because when I say no and I follow my human reasoning, my heart gets hard and we don't want that. Amen? So, so it, it makes things, things become easy and things become clear when we follow his promptings and we say yes to him. We follow his thoughts. We follow his impressions. Let me read this and I think I'm going to close. Um, 1 Corinthians, I know that was a lot fast, chapter 2. I just feel so much like God wants us to understand that intimacy is such a key and it, it, it looks different for all of us. But you know when we're in there, you know, and, and, and Pastor just begins to sing in the spirit, man, I sometimes will say that. Let's just go from chorus to chorus to chorus where it's not a lot of words, where people can get in their heart, you know, so that now I'm not looking at, this, at the words. I'm singing out of my heart because that's what God is looking for. He's looking for songs. 
He's looking for something that's flowing out of your heart. That's what's getting his attention. And that's what's changing our lives and changing our city. First Corinthians says this, the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. We're talking about winning in life through revelation. We're talking about prayer and that prayer brings us to the place of friendship where we get secret things, hidden things revealed to us, ideas, concepts, strategies, insight that was hidden, but, it's, but God's desire is to reveal it through relationship. It says this, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining, right, praying in the Spirit. Jude says, building ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Spirit or praying in other tongues. Okay, words taught by the Spirit explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. Let's bow our head, close, heads close our eyes. Hallelujah. Words taught by the spirit understandings by the Spirit, winning in life through hidden wealth and secret treasures revealed to us, knowing the heart and mind and the will of God and the plans and purposes for our lives because we pray in other tongues, because we connect to God through praying in other tongues. So here's our challenge. And I just want to say this, you know, if you're here tonight and you don't pray in other tongues, you know, and, and, and so I'm reading you the scripture and saying that Holy Spirit is using words that he will teach us, not English words, but words that will uncover and reveal mysteries and hidden things, answers to problems that we, that, you know, questions to answer, answers to questions and <laughs> solutions to problems the english language so if you're here tonight and you have not been filled with the holy spirit you need 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 holy spirit to give you his language so that the two of you can communicate spirit to spirit Amen. and he will show you through that spirit to spirit communication what's he it, the scripture says only the holy spirit knows what's on the heart and mind of the father only the holy spirit knows what's on his heart and mind and the way you and I find it out is when we pray in the spirit or in other tongues and we give ourselves to that, we find out what's on the heart and mind of the Father for ourselves, Amen. for our lives. So do you think it's important? It's so important. Yes. The other thing that I, I really feel, so if that's you, come on up here and we will pray with you after we dismiss. And the second thing I want to do is I want, I want to challenge you. This is a challenge we do continually. It's a challenge early on in our business that Pastor and I received from Creflo Dollar Ho, an eon, eons ago. 
um, in our first business and we were going through a lot of transition and we, we were really trying to ramp things up and didn't know how and Creflo Dollar challenged us to pray an hour in tongues every day and we just did we were just we're just like those little birds we're like tell us to do it we'll do it Lord we want to just be pleasing to you and do whatever you tell us to do so I can remember like after a really long day with children and work and traveling and that we'd be sitting at the end of our bed we'd be, but we we made a quality decision yes. and we did it can I tell you at the end of 30 days so much had miraculously changed because it was a God provoking and we listened to it and we made, it's our responsibility, we made the quality decision, we pulled ourselves out of bed, we maybe had a shower before we prayed, we maybe had breakfast before we prayed. I don't know what you need to do to wake you up in the morning, but we have to figure out in our own lives what gets us into the presence of God so that we're there and we're awake and that we're alert. That's right. No one knows what's on the heart and mind of the Father. Do you know he knows the future? Do you know he knows how to get healed? Yes. He knows what's the source and the root of every single problem. God knows what it is. And Holy, Sp Holy Spirit knows what it is. Father knows what it is. He can see it all. And Holy Spirit will reveal it to us as we give ourselves to other tongues. So this is our challenge. I'd like to say pray in tongues an hour a day. 30, 30. You're like, oh, that's a long time. <laughs> Can I tell you, I, I would have told you when that challenge hit my life, I was praying in tongues all day before that challenge. And I realized, holy cow, that's an hour? I've probably been praying five minutes. Yeah. But it feels it changed, like forever at first, it but it changed. changes your life. Can I tell you, when people, when people get in the presence of God, in the river of God, they're like, someone said that to me recently. Oh, they were in our service when Blake was here. Someone who hadn't been in our service, and they said, oh my gosh, they said, they said, that felt like minutes. And they said, I wasn't even hungry. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but that was legit, Baby right? Steps. <laughs> used, to, used to being so aware of how I feel on a Friday night. Wow, I'm in church on a Friday night and I'm not hungry. I'm usually stuffing my face with pizza and wings. But it's in God's presence. Amen that we begin to mature and we begin to grow and we begin to change. How and we have, the, we have those timers on yes. the resource table. There you go. That if you've never timers. done it, we did the timer challenge Woo. before. And if you've never done it, do it because it's amazing how they are only five minutes. So you'd have to turn it a bunch of times or cell phone. start with five be minutes. kind of discouraging having to tip that thing a lot of times. Or you feel like so it's accomplished. Like you feel like ending. it's time is flying. Yeah, one of the two. But either way, it's amazing how when we go after this thing of breakthrough yes. how important it seems like time in your prayer closet what does that have to do with me getting the breakthrough that I need but when you hear this it's amazing how what we're doing is we're building a solid foundation yes. everybody's gone after healing yes. for three days but we're trying to change yeah, our lives on, amen. Amen? amen and that's where this strong foundation comes into play and, we, and we're learning that you know maybe as we hear these things we're not being condemned but we're, we're realizing maybe why it hasn't worked maybe why things haven't changed and that's dawning on us so that we can make these adjustments and changes so that we become you know in these 90 days transformed that's right change yes forever change amen in the name of jesus amen, amen. hallelujah